Welcome in. It's the Mostly Magic Podcast. Jake Chapman here with you. Happy New Year, everybody. Magic back at it tonight. Couple days off, couple days on the practice floor, and it'll be Oklahoma City tonight. It'll be Memphis tomorrow at Amway Center, and then it's out on the road. We'll see the Golden State Warriors first and foremost in San Francisco, and that will be on Saturday. A happy New Year to all of you, and a happy New Year to this man. My guest today is Magic Forward, two-way forward, although it's been mostly one way over the course of this year. He's Admiral Schofield, and he joins me today on the Mostly Magic Podcast. Admiral, thanks for joining me. I appreciate it. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thank you for having me. All right. Uh, corny sports radio question first and foremost. When is it too late to say Happy New Year? Um, I say the 5th of January. That's when <laughs> I, I say got one more day? I got one day yeah, left? Yeah, you got one more day. Yeah, you got one more day. <laughs> All right. That makes sense. Well, I appreciate you taking the time, man. I know busy time of year, busy day um, and, and all of that getting set for Oklahoma City. You will not be playing tonight due to a suspension. I don't want to get into the details of all of that, but just tell me, like, when you come out of that and, and you all sort of look in the locker room, at the very least, I think we can look into the togetherness of this team. And it's something that maybe hadn't necessarily been there the past couple of years. You have seen kind of how this group has grown going back to last season Admiral, the, this group and and kind of what's building right now, the culture, it, it, it could be something special, can it? Yeah, for sure. Honestly, um, you know, one of the things that in, in college that I thought was really powerful um, going to University of Tennessee and playing for Rick Barnes was his ability to cre- create camaraderie through, you know, the, the challenges he created in practice, through the challenges he created during, you know, off-season workouts. It really brought guys together. And um, I would say this summer we, we took a an initiative as a group to really be around each other a lot more instead of going our separate ways and training wherever we are, you know, wherever home base is in the offseason. We actually came back to Orlando, spent a lot of time with each other. Um, and honestly, if, if sometimes, you know, because, I mean, you'll, we'll go to dinner and we'll have the whole roster together. I mean, and that's all unheard of in the NBA with guys having families and wives and you know, just their own obligations off the floor. Um, I mean, every road trip, every time we go eat, we're having at least 12 guys wow. at the at the least. You know what I mean? So I think that's a powerful, powerful day um, that we have. And I think the biggest thing is with, with our youth just comes to an understanding how to turn that energy that we have for each other into wins. And I think that, you know, last year we created this culture um, and now – We've created a great culture that everyone is comfortable being themselves on the floor, off the floor, and it's letting guys shine. You know, I think we have a lot of talent. Um, I think one through 16 can really go. Um, but, you know, the, the reality is everyone can't play. Definitely helps. Um, you know, one, the idea is not about myself. It's not about, you know, me as an individual. It's about our collective goal. And, you know, just, just that one incident, as you can see, a lot of guys, I mean, we, we may have not known the rules, but we, we had Mo's back in that situation because we, we thought our brother was hurt. We thought our brother was down. And as you could see, the whole, I mean, the whole team, you know, the whole team reacted to that situation. And that just says a lot. Now, it sucks that we're all, you know, we've had suspensions and guys are going to be gone. But coming back, you know, going into this new year, that's something that we want to build upon and, and we're excited about. 
Yeah, and you know, I want to ask you to comment on this, but this is just something that Dante Marcatelli and I said on our radio show. The alternative, which would have been Moe's in front of that bench and y'all are standing there minding your business, letting whatever happens, happens. That would have been an issue. So you guys are putting the jackpot no matter what happened. And you would have hoped that, you know, those rules are in place because it happened. This stuff happens out on the floor, not because typically stuff happens in front of somebody else's bench. But that's neither here nor there. You said something interesting. I mean, the fact that it's a young team, you can get that buy-in a little bit easier. Like you said, if you're on a more of a veteran group, and look, I mean, you're a 25-year-old veteran on this team, so it is what it is. I'm yeah. not talking to LeBron yeah. in his 20th year. But, but look, right. I mean, there is something. You can get a little bit more because, I mean, it's it's ball or nothing else for most of you guys, right? Yeah, and you know the reality is a lot of these, a lot of guys on our roster. You know, this is all they've ever known is Orlando Magic. You know, a guy like me, I was drafted by the Wizards, traded, cut. You know, having to fight my way back up. And the thing about it is, I tell these guys all the time, like, man, you guys don't understand how great you have been here. It's a great organization. You got great people working, and all, all they ask is that you, in return is you play hard. You know what I mean? You come out. And you put the work in every day, you show improvement. And I think when guys really grasp that, especially over the summer and coaches, the coaching staff have been preaching that and, you know, the guys have been feeling that, you've been seeing big, big strides with our organization. And um, I think the reality is, too, that we've been injured this whole first half of the season. We haven't had everyone together since the summer. So it's going to be exciting, exciting when we get everybody together because I feel like we're going to get on a, a good roll and, you know, be streaking a lot more than than just one time this year. I wanted to ask you about Coach Mosley because when you go back to the summertime, when you go back to last year, when you're trying to build something, but you're not seeing the results on the floor, and and look, some of that does go back to the injuries. I mean, it, it, it's kind of disarray happening around Coach Mosley, and there were times last year, hell, I mean, it was, do I have eight guys tonight for crying out loud? The to 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 build a belief to build to get a group of guys to buy into something when you can't when you, when you can only point to twenty two wins that's pretty difficult. You have to have some uh, um, some sometimes some insane sort of levels of optimism, but you got to sort of ground it. Uh, Coach Mosley as as a leader and as a teacher, how important has he been? He's been great because the reality is he's helped us realize. The only time we we truly fail is when we hurt ourselves. Mm. When we don't come out and play the way that we know we need to play, you know, to do the things that we know we need to do to get wins on the floor. You know, every time we've lost, it's because we haven't done something that that is a staple for us. You know, defend at a high level. You know, contest all threes. You know, make uh, make them shoot tough twos. You know, things like that. You know, when we let when we let teams feel comfortable and we don't hang our hat on the defensive end, that's when you have games where you know, it doesn't look like ourselves or it looks like, you know, a totally different team out there because that's that's not our identity. And I think that that's the reality of the youth part is consistently buying in every game, every day into that into that mindset, that mentality. And the reality is we have that. Now, what we have to do is build that consistency. And that's what we've been working on this, this offseason, this season. And I think that's where the injuries come to play is just having, you know, having our groups together, having – having the flow out there on the floor that we normally have. And not only that, just knowing that, you know, for example, you know, Jalen Suns, he's been down for a while. We just got Wendell Carter back. Those guys are, are really important for us. You know what I mean? And, and just and just a lot of the aspect that we have, you know, being in our second groups, our first groups, just our scoring rotations and everything that that goes into, having those guys back 
and them being around and them being involved is going to really help us. So I'm excited to get, like, guys back, but also I'm excited for the second part of the season. We've had great practices over these couple of days, and, um, you know, we're just really – we're really locked in on us uh, this year. The interesting thing is, because you're right, I mean, it, you show up the wrong approach or, I mean, this the margin of error in this league. Dude, OKC put up 150 last night on Boston without Shea. Right. I mean, this team, it, it, it is night in and night out. Like, you know, it's, it's, somebody will get you. And you just look at a group like that and they're, you know, they're all rowing in the same direction. And uh, Gilgis Alexander is an MVP candidate, or at least he's up there playing that well. And they said, OK, we don't got him. They put 150 on Boston. It's incredible. Tell, will you just explain, like, tell me about this scoring explosion, like what we're seeing. I wanted to ask you, Giannis does 55 last night. Donovan Mitchell, 71 the other night. Is it just, because you're a defensive-minded cat, is it just that hard yeah. to defend guys like that at this level? Well, a lot of people don't understand, like, as a defender, like, growing up, I, you could just physically dominate and, you know, overpower people but at this level everyone's athletic everyone's you know super athlete so the rules come into play a lot more than just the effort and the want to of stopping somebody you know what i mean yeah like you literally have to be really good at the rules more so than just being a good athletic defender like if you if you know the rules as a defender in the nba you'll be at least five times better than the, the average guy that's just giving effort Mm. <laughs> which is crazy because like it's so intricate like understanding their path the path of a driver not not getting in the way and really like in the nba it's really just about making the shot as tough as possible because these guys are just so good they're big you know in reality in real life i'm only six five you know on, the, <laughs> on tv i look six eight you know what i mean i may look six nine but i'm only six five so you know going against a Giannis who's six ten six eleven like there's a lot more effort that I'm putting out, but if I'm if I'm technically sound, I'll have a better chance of defending him without fouling. But if I'm just going out there trying to say, oh, I'm going to stop Giannis, I'm going to stop LeBron, I'll probably have four fouls by by halftime. That's so funny because physically, like you said, I mean, every single one of y'all dominated physically, and then you get to this level, and it's like, okay, every every single one of y'all dominated physically. I talked to Kevon about this a couple of weeks ago. You know. And I talked to Mo Wagner about this. Mo is one of the more decorated players last 20 years at the University of Michigan. You at Tennessee. Kevon's the all-time leading scorer, Stephen F. Austin. You get up here, though, and you got to carve out a role for yourself in this at this level. It, it's not going to be the same as it was playing four years at Tennessee. Did you have a moment? Was it Washington? Maybe was it down here in Lakeland where you said, okay, these are the, the, these are the two, three things that I'm going to try to do really well to make sure I stick in this league? Yeah, I, I think when I first got in the league, I thought I was going to just do what I did at Tennessee to get noticed. And, I mean, that's just not what teams were looking for from me. And, um, you know, my first year in the G League, I was averaging like 20 points or so and doing well and getting reps. And I never really got any um, reps up top. And it was so frustrating, so frustrating. But once I understood, like, what, what the player they want, like the player they wanted out of me, I just had to totally buy into that, you know, mm. ego-wise, um, mentality-wise. You know, at Tennessee, I was a scorer and shooter and, you know, like slasher. But here I'm a defender, you know, catch-and-shoot, 3-and-D type of guy. So it's just important to just always, you know, know who you are within this within this league 
and to to play towards that, you know, because the minute you don't do that kind of stuff, they can find somebody else that can do that job. So for me, it's just understanding that and um, just trying to, you know, really my game and, and, and add things to my game that really supported my role here in the NBA. There's got to be a moment, Admiral, where you where you kind of swallow your pride a little bit. I would think it, it you don't have to get much further than for somebody like you looking at somebody as talented as Paolo and saying, "Okay, like I'm gonna I'm gonna be a role player because that guy is going to be one of the faces of the league." Like, do you ever just marvel at how talented the kid is and the fact that he's just scratching the surface? Yeah, it, you know, it's really insane. Even his body, you know what I mean? It's it's <laughs> yeah. just it it makes you realize that. You know, maybe maybe these guys do know what they're talking about, <laughs> you know, when they're talking about potential and things like that. So it's just like, I mean, the reality is for guys that can accept that and and change their game and add to their game and, you know, create a new a new a new player in this league to, to help support their role in this league. They last longer. You know, guys that fight that it just it, do, it just doesn't go well. So for me, I want I want I mean, that's always been my goal is to be an NBA player. You know, as long as I can play. And, um, you know, I haven't even got really consistent minutes until this year yet. So I even haven't had a real opportunity to play yet. So I'm excited, you know, to be here and have an opportunity to play and be with an organization that appreciates what I bring to the table. So it's just been amazing. Yeah, it's definitely a good spot to be as you're building something. You're kind of in the middle of building that culture. Um, I I just want to ask you a couple quick questions before I let you go, just to get to know you a little bit better. And then I want your impressions of some of your other teammates. Um, Soccer fan, football fan, is it football or soccer to Admiral Schofield? Football to me, but I'm a big soccer fan for sure. Okay. All right. I got you. And who are you pulling for in the World Cup? World Cup, I actually was pulling for uh, the English. Um, the United States didn't do too well, but once it got down closer to the semifinals and finals, I wanted Messi to bring it home, and he did. Yeah, that was uh, that was very impressive. The goat, certainly. What do you do in your free time? Are you are you a gamer? What do you do when you got a when you got a lockout day? Yeah, I'm a big gamer. Um, I love to just you know watch a lot of movies, play my Oculus, spend time with my friends um, and my teammates. More importantly, I'm like I'm a family guy. You know, I'm a, I like to just spend quality time with, with my my fam, family and friends, play video games, watch movies, just chill. And I love to eat good meals, so <laughs> that's one, one of my biggest things too is getting good food. Yeah, that Oculus, my niece and nephew were stuck in that thing at Christmas. I couldn't even wrap my head around it. That's like a whole nother. That's <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like a crossword. I'm a 38 year. I'm an old soul though. I like to sit and do my crossword puzzle uh, with the family as well. Um, tell me about Bull Bull. What do you do? You ever just stop and look at Bull Bull on the practice floor and say, "This guy's one on one." Every day, every <laughs> single day. That's one of my uh, best friends on the team. We hang out a lot, so every day I just let him know, "Hey, man, you're a unicorn. Don't let anybody tell you differently." You know, I just let him know he's different. You know, so he and, and the biggest thing about Bull is, man, he's he's one of those you know, reserve type people, but man, he's an animal out there. He can really go. What, what is it with him? This will be the last thing. Is it, it was a confidence? Did he, does he just need kind of gassed up a little bit? I mean, he's, it feels like he's just scratching the surface. Obviously there was injuries and the Denver situation was what it was, but um, man, I mean, it, it sometimes it feels like he don't know how good he can be. Yeah. I mean, just the reality is, 
just like myself, he hasn't played. I mean, it, when you really look at it, me and Bo were in similar situations in in our respective, you know, starting organizations, just not getting an opportunity to play. I mean, when he first got an opportunity to play, he played in the bubble. He, I mean, he was averaging like his first game, I think he had like a triple double or something like yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, like that, that's, there's no different from that guy to who we have in this locker room today. He's only better, more mature older, more experienced. You see what I'm saying? And he's yeah. just getting more opportunity. So it's just about the opportunity in the NBA. It's really what it is. I mean, a lot of guys can play. And that, that's what they mean is that this league is so good is that, you know, it's a lot of players are just one coach, one organization, one GM, you know, one injury, you know, one trade, one cut, you know, that that type of situation away from getting minutes and an opportunity to show, you know, the world who they are, to show the league who they are. So it's, it's tricky. That's why you got to just be able to keep going and, try to find the right spot and hopefully things work out and you got to stay ready right i mean i gotta think yeah. that's the number one thing for you you some days you don't know you show up you don't know if you're gonna be in the rotation or not some days right. you show up and somebody rolled an ankle or somebody's in health and safety protocols or whatever and you just got to stay ready day in and day out exactly yeah you really don't have i mean that that's the biggest thing and that's one of my mottos that um my dad had me live by ever since i was a young kid is stay ready don't get ready you know and if you can do that a lot of life situations you'll be prepared for. So it's a great mindset. Emerald, good stuff, man. I appreciate the time. Busy time of year. Happy New Year for another 24 hours. And uh, we'll talk soon, all right? Happy New Year. All right, there he is, Admiral Schofield. Jake Chabot here with you. It's the Mostly Magic Podcast. We're back next week. We'll talk to you then.